So, today I'm joined by the wonderful, illustrious, hilarious, curly hair (laughs) (laughs) host of Military Murder. Hey! (laughs) Give her her flowers. (laughs) And today she is helping me break down a very mysterious and frustrating case of a woman who committed suicide, in quotations, in the military. We're going to break this down, talk about it, and she actually has interviewed the sister herself on her own podcast, and we'll plug all that too, and she's just here to help me out with it. So let's get into it. So now, the mystery surrounding the death of Denisha Montgomery Smith has captured the public's attention. along with the true crime community because it's very sus and it really makes not a lot of sense. The soldier herself had reported a physical assault to her chain of command and her family weeks prior to her death. And after a 12-minute video call of her detailing her assault and everything that happened, the question that arises is, did this assault have to do with her death? Was there a cover-up or is this like a bad situation of circumstances? Before we can get too far into it, welcome to Bros and Murder. And in this little mini-sode, me, Andre, and my co-host here will go into this case headfirst, ask the hard questions, and talk about the doubts we have about this case. So now you having interviewed her sister, how was that interview? Uh, Well, first of all, Brooke was absolutely amazing. She was very forthcoming with everything that's going on. It's very difficult. It's very difficult for Brooke to tell the full story, if I'm being honest, because she is an active service member at the time. She's still in the military right now. And so, you know, you kind of have to walk whenever you're on active duty, you even when we're telling these stories, you have to walk a fine line um, between accusing and just presenting the evidence that you have been given. Uh, in this yeah. particular case, it was very interesting because they're at, the family, Denisha's family is asking for information and the military isn't completely being open about it. Now, they ruled it a suicide. They, they, they ruled Denisha's death a suicide almost immediately, but then they wouldn't give the file up to the family indicating like this is still an open investigation. So it's kind of like, is it an open investigation or is it a suicide? Because if you've already claimed that it's a suicide and the case is closed, then just give it up. Now, of course, yeah. uh, the family has gotten uh, senators involved and basically asking for more information, asking for transparency. So I'm not surprised that the army is wanting to hold on a little longer just to either you know dot other i's and cross other t's so before we get too far into it too let's backtrack and talk about the life of denisha herself so now she was a dedicated military police officer and a loving mother of three sons she had her own dreams and aspirations and basically was chasing her back like anybody else who joins the military when they're young like you we all got our Doris Chowder jeans. <laughs> yep, yep. yep. <laughs> We're all trying to thrive and survive. <clears throat> and this took her all the way to Germany. Mm-hmm. Where was that her, her, was her first deployment, right? Yep. So it was, I mean, I'm not sure 
Is it considered a deployment? I'm not really sure, but yes, it was right was out of stationed? her first. Yeah. She was, yeah. So she was right out of her first duty station, which was Fort Stewart. Um, she was, I mean, she wasn't even there like a month or two when they were like, "Hey, before you settle down, you're gonna be going to Vspot in Germany." Yeah, it was only like several months after she got right out of the or yep. what was it called AIT, AIT. you know what I mean? Yep. It was mainly uneventful. Like I couldn't really find anything that happened to her while she was there before the incident that happened in July, where she and her fellow military police unit members visited a water park, consumed some alcohol, and this incident happened. Where during a car ride back, Denisha was physically assaulted by her friends or squad mates in the car battle buddies right yeah and there's no there was no prelude to the video that we can see but in a 12 minute phone call she did go into what happened showing off her injuries and her bruises and she looked like she just got into a fight like she looked better Mm -hmm. yeah and then the the interesting thing is that the video was taken so she facetimes uh FaceTimes or WhatsApp her fa- her family two hours after the incident. So it's like relatively, you know how sometimes when people drink, people will be like, oh, they were so intoxicated. They didn't even know what they were talking about. They weren't even coherent. In this case, it wasn't like that at all because we see Denisha two hours after this assault and she is completely coherent. She is telling the story. And then it's like weeks or months later, once the, you know, the world starts learning about Denisha, that the actual video of the assault in the car the physical assault not all of it but like a part of it makes way and we start seeing it and we're like oh crap she's like she was like really telling the truth yeah and 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 my thing is too she's fighting for a reason you know like the way Mm -hmm. she's fighting in that car no one just does that on a whim there was there's an exciting incident and uh in the 12 minute video call too she's telling her family that they told her if she reports the assault she'll also be charged with the assault because she mushed the face of some female and also bit a male that was choking her but at the same time is like why did that fight happen and was that fight investigated? Exactly. I think, I think one of the weirdest things is, um, it could be argued. I think I've been following a lot of what's, go- what went on and social media and stuff. And some people are like, oh, they were just, tr- um, w- one of the theories was, oh, Denisha was acting crazy and they were trying to get her into the vehicle. But the weird thing was when Denisha describes it, and also you can see in the video is, why anyone would have to cover her nose and her mouth at the same exact time. And so hold her head down on his lap. Right. She's saying, I can't breathe. Like like she's telling her family, like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. Like I literally thought I was going to die is what she says. And so I'm like, if they were trying to control her, then maybe just covering her mouth is one thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm okay. Before anyone gets crazy, like, Oh, I'm condoning. I'm not condoning anything. But in my particular theory my particular uh thing is why were they covering her mouth and her nose and if she's saying she can't breathe she's a whole ass adult she can't breathe let her go you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and so it's the whole attack is so just it seems to me over the top and uh, uncalled first of all uncalled for but then also it's like and then i'm a little bit confused from the viewpoint of who's taking the video i'm glad they took it right because it does confirm what denisha has said um, but I'm curious as to why they took the video to begin with. Like, what was the purpose of it? Were they trying to embarrass her? Did that person feel like the person who was attacking her was actually being a little over the top? So they wanted to take the video. There's just so many questions. Like, Denisha's story leaves more questions than answers. And it's what's really frustrating. Yeah, and, and it really stands out to me is that at one point in the video, you can see that she gets out the car and they're like mm-hmm. chasing her 
around the car. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's, she, so she was attacked and then she tried to escape and then you pulled her back in to uh, attack her further. And there's one mm-hmm. clip too where she's screaming that she can't breathe and a guy has his head, has her head and she's pushing it like into his lamp. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are you trying to muffle her? Like, I've been around drunk people. I've been in mm-hmm. a squad. I'm an infantry. Like, I've been around a bunch of drunk guys before. Yep. There's no need where it needs to get that physical, where you're trying mm-hmm. to restrain, you're trying to restrain someone like that. A grown adult, too. Yeah, I mean, and it's like a whole bunch of dudes. Yeah. And I think there's one other female, but she was in a front seat, in a passenger mm-hmm. seat, and she wasn't even, I don't think she turned around during the whole video. No, the whole thing is weird. And you know, I, I will say this, um, when you asked me about, about Brooke, I think it's really hard for Brooke to tell the story, especially because, like I said, it, these are our brothers and sisters in arms, you know, and having served, you're just like, what the hell happened? And especially in a deployment time setting where, she, uh, Brooke was actually waiting for Denisha to come back because even though she was already married she was uh brooke was married she was waiting for her sister to come back to do like an actual like official kind of like a a family get together for the wedding and she was waiting on her sister and instead um her sister was supposed to be home like less than a month from when she passed away instead she got that phone call so it's just so it's just so shitty you know and then when you couple in what happened with the chain of command is even worse because denisha herself said that she was pressured not to say anything by her first sergeant mm-hmm. the person that you that's like basically dad of the <laughs> right it's like your your dad on deployment <laughs> like, yeah or mom yep. like that's what you look up to so you go to for yep. everything and yeah. she expressed in that call her desire to come home and stating that she couldn't trust her leadership and those involved in the incident and that's what really struck me because when you lose faith in leadership that's like you feel like you're on your own. I think 100%. And I think that even advising someone to not report something like that, which is illegal, it was an assault. It was against mm-hmm. her will. Uh, they could have argued it. And yeah, it, she, they could have argued self-defense or whatever it was. But you don't keep someone from, from reporting that. I think as a leader, you need to say, okay, let's get everybody to the table. Let's report it up the proper chain of command and then go from there. You don't say, oh, you, you're not you're not the judge and the jury all at once. It just it was just reported to you and i think that uh, i'm I'm happy to see to a certain extent that the chain of command is being somewhat removed maybe not in all cases but in in some cases they're being removed because it's really hard to be an independent thinker when you have to judge your own people does that make sense like like i'm an attorney i'm an attorney by trade and there are certain situations where i cannot think straight to to represent myself so if i if i had a if i personally had a legal issue i would go to someone else and ask them and everyone's like oh why do you need a lawyer if you are a lawyer and it's like oh no no no, because i literally cannot i cannot see clearly when i am trying to consider an issue that has to do with myself and so in that particular case i do believe that that was a foul if that is actually what happened but why would Denisha say that she was advised not to not to come forward yeah like everyone needs to get peer checked and it, it, it sucks that she did well it, no i'm glad that she went to her family but it sucks that she didn't go to anyone else outside of her chain of command mm-hmm. to ring that alarm and raise those red flags because her mm-hmm. chain of command was failing her and tragically on august 9th 2022 Denisha was found dead in her barracks under mm-hmm. mysterious circumstances
Yeah. So, so from what I gathered um, from speaking to Brooke and also just from, you know, looking at some of the, some of my research, she was discovered deceased in her, in her, in her barracks room. And so she had a roommate and the way that the room was described to me by Brooke, because she was the one that described it to me was that there were these wall lockers that basically the two women in, in the room, Denisha and her, her roommate, they had put between the beds. So there was like one bed then wall lockers that kind of served as a wall dividing the room and then the other bed. And so Denisha, uh, when it was reported to her family that she was deceased, they said that she had died by suffocation, which was a little bit confusing. You're like, okay, what? Like, what does that mean? And so basically what they have revealed to the family is that she had a um she had her belt her uniform belt like the cheap belt uh that cost like maybe two dollars at the bx so she had that around her neck and she was hanging inside of her wall locker now the wall locker isn't like super tall and it's what my what i have heard uh through her sister was that her feet could actually touch the ground and so it's very confusing as to i think it's human nature if you are um you know let's say you do want to end your life and you're like right on the cusp of dying that if you can get yourself out of it you will and that's what i've heard from from survivors of attempted suicides it's that right in that second they like instantly regret that decision and so it's very confusing because you know denisha was found hung or hanging and her feet could still touch the ground if she had had that realization in her head that she wanted to continue living. Now, I don't think yeah, we went into this. Right. I don't think we went into this, but Denisha was 27 years old. She um, was married to her high school sweetheart or to someone who she met right after high school. And she had three young sons. And so it's very, listen, I'm a mom of three and I know that it's Being a mom is very difficult, but she had already been removed from having seen her kids for eight months. And so she was only a month or weeks away. I think that she was supposed to be getting home at the beginning of September. And this was in August. And so it's just very hard. And I know suicide never makes sense to anyone. But in this particular case where she had There was an outcry that she wanted to come home and that she didn't feel safe. This is super suspicious. And another thing that's super suspicious is that it's alleged that her roommate may have even been in the room on the other side of this wall locker when Denisha passed away and her roommate allegedly didn't hear anything because she had her headphones on. I I mean, the whole story is just, it just doesn't make sense. You know, this is not like a war zone where there's like tons of sounds going on. Like Germany is like super quiet. Um, yeah. I've never been to Wiesbaden, but it's like super quiet. There's there's no war going on outside. Like, people I mean, it's want just... to be a station in Germany. Like people exactly. always talk, like when you're in basic and you're picking where you the list of where you want to go, people always <laughs> send me to Germany, Italy, Germany, Italy, Germany. <laughs> Yes, yes. I mean, and honestly, so so Brooke shared with me that when uh, Denisha told her mom that she was deploying, that her mom was crying and crying like, oh, my gosh, you're leaving. But now this is when everything was popping off in the Ukraine. So I understand the the fear. And as a mom myself, like I wouldn't want my kids going anywhere. Uh, but then when Denisha told Brooke, like, hey, I'm deploying to Germany. Brooke was like, girl, that's not even a real deployment. Like, you're going to have so much fun. You're going to be out drinking. You're going to have a blast. Like, I'll see you in a couple of months. And clearly that's not what happened. Her family obviously vehemently rebuked 
this claim because it went against mm -hmm. her character and what they said that she stood for. Uh, mm -hmm. And there was a huge public outcry. And like you said, they even got a lot of big wigs involved too. Like Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa wrote a whole open letter to Army leadership asking for a full file of the investigation. And more importantly, what I think is for the Army to clarify if Denisha successfully reported that assault before her death and if there mm -hmm. was an investigation because it, exactly. those two incidences being so close together it's like it seems like they would be connected in some way mm -hmm. <laughs> it'd be weird if they kind of weren't it's very strange also uh, that was in December so I released my episode I believe at the beginning of December so that would have been Grassley's uh, open letter would have happened sometime at the end of the summer through the fall of yeah. last year 2022 it's now 2023 and I don't know if he has ever received an actual response or, from, or from what substantive response yeah, yeah from uh, the army and i don't know that they that they ever will i know that brooke and her family has have sat through a lot of meetings with the army but we all know how those can be right it's just a lot of you know kind of like a dog and pony show like oh let us show you this let us show you that but okay but show me like what did you guys Give me come what up I with? Like, what's, yeah. what's the actual um investigation what did it reveal what if anything happened to the perpetrators of the assault now that we actually have a video now there's video evidence so what has happened in in that particular case you know i, I will say this and i know a little bit of it but i don't know what has been made public or whatnot but i will ask this question were there cameras were there functioning cameras um outside of of this dorm room leading to Denisha's room. And if there were functioning cameras that were not functioning on the night that this happened, why? Yep. I mean, because I, I have done these videos and like I did TikToks on this and there have been people that comment, oh, I was stationed there and there's cameras. Okay, where's the video? Where's the camera? Where are you at though? You know what I mean? Uh, and... There's so much, it's just so, so much shady, shadiness. <laughs> and like, I, I've seen this kind of discourse on, uh, online too, with people playing devil's advocate and saying, what if she was suicidal? Because like, all right, mm -hmm. let's say she was suicidal. Obviously that incident with the car, if she's that debrated where she's fighting her quote unquote friends, that's a red flag that, hey, she wasn't doing good mentally. If someone would have mm -hmm. raised the red flag there, maybe they could have helped. Obviously, mm -hmm. her leadership still failed her either way. And exactly, if her leadership exactly. didn't fail her, she most likely would have still been here. Right. And and I agree and I agree. I you people are always gonna play devil's advocate because I feel like there are so many actual suicides where people did not see it coming where you have someone yeah. who had everything seemed to be fine um and then all of a sudden there's like this open letter right before they're 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 suiciding and and everybody around them is like we literally did not see the signs and and i'm not saying that it's not possible it's just in this particular case there are a lot of things that are very very um unusual and you are correct if we are supposed to be taking care of our people then where was her care and i'm not saying that every single time you know i mean there was recently this one thing where I, I i'm not sure if it was a marine or a soldier but he basically cried to his mom he he joined the one of the services he was in boot camp and he hated it he basically wanted to go home like they got like the latino news news uh, involved and like the mom was writing and she, they're all over the news and the kid 
um, actually got sent home. He got oh, sent sure. home. And I guess the military, like, they were like, you know what? We don't want no beef. Let's just let smoke. him go. Yeah, we- yeah. And so there was a lot of comments that were like, he's making the military look bad. Like he's, and I think it was a Latino kid. Um, they were like, he's making Latinos in the military look bad. And so I do agree in that particular case. Like, I don't understand why he didn't want to be in the military because he didn't like the, um, the structure. He didn't like getting yelled at or whatever it was. And for him to just kind of cry about it and then get sent home is one thing. Um, but in, in 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 this particular case, I feel like Denisha, they should have at least taken care of her and there should be some evidence somewhere. Maybe they're not really revealing it, uh, but there should be some evidence that they were actually having her seen by someone um, yeah. so that she was able to talk openly to a counselor or to a therapist or to someone if she was going through all those issues, you know? Or at least like a paper trail, like a counseling statement. I've been counseled for like the dumbest <laughs> shit my military career. If I would have gotten to a drunken fight, I would i would have been counseled like a mofo yeah yeah <laughs> like and, 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 and yeah. even if you didn't get like an actual trouble there would have been a paper trail that hey there was this incident like like yeah. there would have been a paper trail yeah. people underestimate uh the power of paper <laughs> um but and really, i think yeah. it's so important and there's so you know and there's so many especially people from back in the day they're like man i wouldn't have made chief or i wouldn't have made 06 if i wouldn't have gotten written up when i was a young lieutenant or whatever it is but nowadays i feel like people are so afraid to write people up because it's like oh one piece of paper is the end of your career and it's like mm, you know we should be Not- able to correct people's actions yeah it's just it's it, it's cor- a corrective measure. Like when I was a sergeant, mm-hmm. I had I would counsel you for the smallest shit, and I'll take a picture of it, <laughs> put it in my phone, my Google Drive. Like, we go listen. <laughs> I'm not, I'm gonna remember this, <laughs> and I want you to write me an essay too on what happened. <laughs> Like you ain't gonna I want you to write on a, I know, every letter, I know, no, a different and, color. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very important. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, so Denisha's family refused to accept the official explanation of her death. They even hired an attorney and called for the FBI to take over her case, challenging the military's account because it was it was some bullshit. And like you said today, this case still remains under investigation, and there's a lot of questions that we have that aren't answered. And I do want right. to say that uh, if you are a military member and you are feeling suicidal, seek out for help first off like call the veterans crisis line bring it up to your chain of command or do what denisha did when she was in trouble and called her family and she and she asked Mm -hmm. them to record it too that's the one thing i forgot to mention too that in the video call she told them to record it and that's what speaks like a lot of volumes to me too because she knew that she was in in danger Mm -hmm. i think it's so important and denisha has showed this she has proved this to us it's one of the only cases one one of very one of few cases i would say where someone has actually asked for something to be recorded or where they have actively recorded it themselves and it has you know kind of brought to light because if we wouldn't have had her recording to her family or the video so if we wouldn't have had her recording to the family everyone would just be like oh the family is just they just didn't know anything about denisha they're lying they're overreacting denisha didn't say that she didn't do that yeah. Right. And it wasn't until that, that that 12 minute video came to light that then I'm not sure if it was leaked or what, but then the other video of the actual assault was leaked. Now, now we have two things that corroborate each other. And now we have the suspicious death. So definitely do what Denisha did. And that's in any case, whether it's with your leadership, with your shady ass spouse, yeah. uh, whatever yeah, it is, say, shady like, boyfriend. Some, some, sometimes you have to investigate your own case. Uh, because I mean and because sometimes our reality could be changed by what people say so you know Mm -hmm. what happened but then the other person's like that's not what I said and then you're like wait a minute did I just 
think that up or did they actually say that? Go to the recording. Let's go back to the video. <laughs> let's let's ask see the audience. Let's see, let's see what it said. You know, and I think it's so important for because people can make you feel crazy, especially in the military, where they're yep. like, that's not what happened. And I think it's so important um, that Denisha has done this because uh, regardless, I don't think the army, I will say this. This is my personal opinion. Uh, I don't think the army is going to change their um, uh, their their. Uh, initial ruling their initial ruling that this was a suicide i have never seen them um in at least the cases that i have seen in the military from families fighting for justice i have never seen the army change a suicide um uh i guess what is it called a suicide uh result to like a homicide i've never seen that um i don't know why i also think it's very difficult especially when these cases are overseas uh because yeah. who's who's going to just show up at the gate no one's going to just show up at vspot and then start investigating their own case whereas like here you could you could have someone sneak you into fort hood let's say for example and then you do your own little mini investigation or you wait at the gate or you do whatever but germany is just so far it's just not going to happen so anyway i think it's it's good what denisha did because it really Really does show something shady is happening in this case yeah and we say this on the show before too about like keeping a paper trail even when it comes to like your shady spouse or partner make photocopies of your licenses make photocopies of your passport keep it on a google drive like don't keep a paper trail of all your information just in case anything mm -hmm. happens to you people can and your family can investigate themselves mm -hmm. because oh, like, yeah, you, no, for at, sure. At the end of the day, you got to be able to advocate for yourself. Yeah, I have I have seen uh, a case where there was a, a couple going through a divorce and the 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 spouse uh printed out all like the financial reports or whatever. And she like kept them under the bed. And then the, right. the soon to the soon to be ex-husband got into the house and stole them. And so she had no method because she no longer had access to the accounts. She had no method to say he was making all this money under the table. So it was just, Damn. I mean, people will do some wild ass rap. Yeah. So yeah, never well, keep you, it in open places. You gotta, you gotta hide it. Tell your mom. Give a copy to your mom. Like make sure yeah. your mama got all the evidence. <laughs> put your, put your little money in her prompt paper bag. Throw it in the back of the freezer. Like do what you gotta do. <laughs> Because you yes, have a nest yes. You never know. And yep. uh, I, I, before we end this, I do want to say that Denisha does have a GoFundMe up right now. Uh, mm -hmm. It hasn't reached its goal yet. His goal is 1500 from last time I saw. And I think they only had like 7750 So we're going to be sharing this. They're raising this money to investigate what happened because we, it costs money to do this stuff. <laughs> Mm -hmm. No one's out here handing yeah. out grants or loans for people to investigate their family's murders. Yes. And I do just Definitely. want to ask you a couple of questions too. So yeah. what are your overall thoughts on how the military handled Denisha's case? So <clears throat> I think, I think initially when they reported it was a suicide, from what my understanding of it is they, they initially reported that it was a suicide. And as soon as I believe it was Denisha's aunt, she was on Facebook saying, Hey, this doesn't make sense. As soon as, uh, Denisha's family got involved, the army started saying like, Oh, wait a minute. This is, we were not the ones that said this was a suicide. It was the Germans. So it was very confusing. It was very like back and forth. And so it's very, I feel like that is confusing. I feel like the army, um, when they put out their initial statement and then like a month later, they changed it. I think the army just has to be transparent. I don't think the army has anything to hide. Um, if it was yeah. a suicide, then there's nothing to hide. If it was someone else who did this to her, then there's nothing to hide. Just call it out for what it is and let's move on. I, I never quite understand these cases that are unsolved where it's like, does the army not want to solve these cases or the Marine Corps, or the Air Force or whatever it is? And I, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think it's more about education. 
information. Um, I think I think the people that be the powers that be need to be more educated. And I feel like now that families are more willing to go to bat against the government, I feel like they and get support. I think that maybe they will start getting their act together. Um, But, you know, until that happens, I feel like you're going to have family members and family members are always going to be devastated if their family member doesn't come back or comes back in a body bag. Like, that's awful. But I think that the military needs to be more transparent with what the heck is going on during those investigations. And also give people, and I don't know if this is the case in Denisha's case, but I have heard in other situations where like a family member, and this could be even... I'm talking about people dying at war where the army or sorry, not the army, I'm not, I'm not picking on the army, uh, where any <laughs> branch of the military where the person will uh, pass away from natural causes or whatever it is. And then the family back home expects to get a box with all the things that they had taken with them. And they will only get a couple of things. They won't get everything. And the, and the army will, or the, keep saying the army but the military branch or whatever they would just be like oh we only sent back what was necessary and it's like what What? like i know how you know what's necessary exactly there are there are certain things uh that they won't send back like anything that could be embarrassing to the family or anything that whatever but i do think that that is i mean a little bit interesting like just send it all back and let the family decide uh, what's going to be embarrassing or not discretion yeah 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 but Anyway, that's I, I do think that the army, um, that the military, all branches, uh, I say the army only because a lot of the cases happen in the army, but it's also because the army is the biggest branch. So I will just say that. Uh, but I think the military just needs to be more transparent. Oh, so what are what do, you, what do you think the challenges are when investigating these type of assaults in the military? Like, why is it so hard uh, I, to get to a, a end point, <laughs> a clear, satisfying? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm not sure if it's if it's if it's lack of education, uh, people just not knowing or maybe just not believing. I think it's self. Uh, I think it's investigating yourself is very difficult to do <laughs> uh, because we're all one entity. So when when an entity goes in to investigate that their own entity, if they discover something that is icky are they going to be open and honest about it i think that's the first thing um and i don't say i think the investigators that i have come across i think they've been very honest and opened um but i think in situations where uh especially when you're in germany where someone either has to fly in or whatever it is you have enough time to kind of fix the narrative to whatever it is that you want it to be at the end yeah especially when there's so many chefs in the kitchen too because now you're having like this person investigate on top of this team and then this team and this and now you have the answer that you have to public so yeah like you said there's a lot of time where people have to figure out all right well here's here's a story here's a timeline here's what we're going to present mm-hmm. and i think also exactly and i think also um obtaining evidence from family members so there, there i feel like there's a lot of situations and i think denisha's case may have been the one where um i don't believe that the that the army in this particular case that they knew about that 20 that 12 minute video with the family and the family had to continue fighting and fighting and fighting to just be like can you just hear us out so i think it uh there's this belief that all the evidence we need is right here in this box and i think you need to open your mind and be like okay there could be other evidence out there what is it and it's actually wanting the case to be closed so quickly that you fail to properly investigate by going outside of the little tiny box that you have in front of you yeah you kind of like pigeonholed yourself and <laughs> you're really just shooting yourself in the foot mm-hmm. what resources are available to the families 
of these victims when it comes to seeking help and justice? Or is it just up to them to go to the public and figure it out? Um, so it, it does depend as far as for suicide cases, everyone should have a casualty officer. I think it's called the casualty officer. I'm sorry. I, I, I know you have prompted me, but I had not prepared for that no, question. <laughs> but I think, I think every family gets a casualty officer. Um, mm -hmm. and then once they're assigned that casualty officer, they should make sure that they, they get all, they get all their questions answered through them. Um, but also I think, there are, and I don't know of any specifically, but there are there are various advocacy groups that uh, put fa that introduce families of other victims to each other so they can oh, kind of wow. share resources. Does that make sense? Because yeah. uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't even know what to do. Like even people like someone passes away, you're like, oh my gosh, like how this has never happened before. Like how do I plan do a I funeral? Do? How do yeah. I do this? How do I get their body this way? And that's why the casualty officer is the first one that they meet with so that they can kind of help them through those steps. But then it's always making sure you talk to, unfortunately talk to the commander um, and then, and then go from there. But yeah, if you, if the family has the means, which they normally don't, uh, but trying to obtain an attorney or some sort of counsel, there's a lot of pro bono uh, attorneys that will take these cases on for free initially, at least to try and get uh, at least some answers for the family. And then always, they can always go to your, their congressman. Um, but sometimes I feel like they're Cong depending on which Congress member it is, I sometimes feel like they're just puppets. Like they'll write the yeah. letter, but then they'll never do a follow up. Yeah, they want to do the PR handshake and wave to the camera. <laughs> my, my last question for you. What mm -hmm. are your hopes for Denise's case? Well, I hope that, you know, I feel like there has been there have been enough um, meetings with the family that maybe one day or at one point the family will be able to openly and freely discuss the case. I feel like the case has been kind of muffled for the last several months. Um, and I mean, because really, since I covered the case in December, I haven't seen much happen. Um, I know that like you had reached out to me and you're like, hey, did you cover this case? And I was like, wow, I was like, it seems like a lot of people are now hearing about Denisha Again, for the very yeah. first time even though this happened over a year ago yeah this um, is my and first then time I here seeing about it on twitter and i was like how the fuck have i not heard about this <laughs> yeah and so it had been kind of going around as soon as it happened and then in the fall and then i covered it in december i know another podcast covered it in either december or january um but then it almost like went silent and i was like what is going on with these cases and so my, my hope is that when the family can speak openly about it, that somebody that was in Germany and was involved, that they will come forward and give more information that can then either they can reopen the investigation or at least give the family some sort of closure. Yeah, and that's all they can. That's all they've been asking for. Uh, in your interview with Brooke, was there any sort of a message or anything significant that she wanted to say to the public about her sister? Uh, uh, <clears throat> Well, besides the fact that she misses her sister terribly and, you know, she thinks it's, I mean, it sucks for her nephews, right? Who they have to grow up without a mom. Um, but they do have a lot of family support. I think her big thing was continue to share Denisha's story, right? Because if you stop, if we stop sharing Denisha's story, then it just kind of becomes you know, like an urban legend and people are like, did that really happen? Is that really a thing? Um, but the more we continue to share Denisha's story and keep her out there, the more that other people and possible victims will learn about the cases. Um, and then who knows if they learn the people who were in the vehicle and, and, and this person says something or does something later that they will come forward. Of course, uh, she also wants anybody who knows any information to come forward uh, to investigators so that they could properly, you know, investigate the case. Yeah, that's all I mean. That's all 
begin ask for. Now, if you want a deeper and full run through on this case, please check out Military Murder. Mama Margaret is amazing. <laughs> if you can't tell already, her personality is electric. Thank you. Yeah, and, and again, it was great meeting you last year at uh, True Crime Fest. Are you going to the one? Yes. Are you going to the next one in Colorado? Um, I probably won't go to the one in Colorado. I'm, I am going to be at CrimeCon next week, so at the end of September. So I'm excited for CrimeCon. Oh, so this will be out just in time for that, too. So make sure yes. you hit up her table at CrimeCon and be like, the yes. home is at Bros of Murder Cinch. <laughs> yes, yes. Are you are you going to be in Den- uh, Colorado next year? Next year, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to that one. Okay, awesome. I, I don't know. I have to, I have. I saw the dates. I have to look it up. I have to get babysitters and do all that. I mean, because I love Colorado, by the way. <laughs> I, I, listen, <laughs> you're going to be outside outside. <laughs> Yo, I love, I, I was stationed in, um at Peterson and I loved it there. Oh my gosh, so freaking beautiful. But uh, I'm going to link the GoFundMe and all the other resources I can find in the show notes. Please check that out. Please share the GoFundMe. Share this episode. Check out Mama Margaret on TikTok too. Is your TikTok also Military Murder? Uh, No, my TikTok is Military Margot, I think. TikTok. Military Margot. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes too because her, her TikTok yeah. be bumping. She on TikTok. She out there. <laughs> she outside, yeah, on t- outside. Yeah, on TikTok. I'd be crazy. I just saw this one case. I think after this, I'm going to record a little video about a cold case that was just solved. Ooh. These cases be crazy. Cold case solved and it was uh, an active duty army member and how come the police said during the press conference uh, we won't like something they did not say these words but something to the effect of we have a feeling we're going to get more phone calls what we got a what we got a serial killer on our hands or what like what the, the, the documentary I was telling you about I swear I'm, something's happening because people going missing and it's all there's a pattern all the victims are the same same circumstance, the same area, and I'm just like, something in the milk ain't clicked. I'll, I'll tell, you, tell mm-hmm. you more about that later. We also got yeah. a dish on the whole true crime <laughs> stuff, too. Oh, so yeah. Well, <laughs> you going to go off on we that. We will. But again, we I, will. I thank you for coming on this show and talking about this book, mate. It means a lot, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I know we've been talking about getting together for a year, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do it again at some point. But We uh, will. That was the show. Stick around for the music. Uh, I'll see you next week. And this is my favorite part. Do you know what we're about to do? Sign the sign off. The music. Kisses from the homies. Okay. Let's blow, let's blow them some kisses. <laughs> all that. All that. <laughs> we'll see you next time. See ya. And now, a short commercial break. Take the wheels, you know I get 
flip her B-side when I bone If she beside me, I reside in her mouth running through her dome If I get got, I'ma give me a ticket and run off and kick it and never come home Niggas is not even living or different, we did it and seen it and sent on the lawn Jerry broke his, I sent him a phone, got out of the stew and I sent him a song Going, 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 I act like I don't be knowing, but I be really knowing I don't let nobody borrow, fuck with on Like I don't be knowing, but I be really knowing I don't let nobody bar, cause I don't fuck with on I just busted out a pack of better Hey, Down bad X like Budokai, damn black boy got got, I ain't new to God Don't miss that, what he do to die, talking online, oh, oh, computer lie X, suicide, rather kill me for you and let you decide She ain't text back, then you decide, damn, if a nigga cross me, said you aside Batman like sent you aside, Batman with my tent, it's super private And I'm flying out to the soup island, blow me up, this sucks, you soup wildin' I don't like mess, that soup charge, I crashed out, I guess I'm soup stylish She get wet like the West now, I know it's coming, it's new virus Think I see it's new iris, I'm a boss, I do hires Nigga be shoving, don't do jiving, I edit myself, I don't do fiber Need a whole 20s, don't do fibers, she manipulate shit, couldn't hire her I don't want yours, but I could hire her Just like that I'm subject, subject.